and welcome to another edition of the 16 Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kearns and I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring your favorite beers and breweries to life. It's a simple concept, but here we are. Episode number 53, Cinquenta y Trace. This week's featured artist is Phineas X. Jones. Mr. Jones himself is the creative force behind the art and labels for Half Acre Beer Company out of Chicago, Illinois. We caught up with him one day at the brewery. Uh, It was really um, difficult at times to connect with him, given his busy schedule. We tried for a while to make times work, different time zones, and I always find it interesting is the, and probably one of the 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 behind-the-curtain, more difficult pieces of the project. It's not the talking to the people, you know, it's not getting the word out to people, it's just being able to make two schedules for two individuals who are kind of in different orbits, you know, connect. And so it's always it's always nice just to be able to finally get on the phone and, you know, connect with somebody or meet them in person because it's it takes a little while to do that. So it's um, it's kind of nice to be able to continuously have a new product, you know, new offering, new episodes to share with everybody each week. So make sure you check out Phineas's work at octafont.us. Nice mix of, you know, Octopus and Elephant is kind of a new badass monster animal hybrid, and that's .us. Obviously, Half Acre is a great brewery, and his work there is it's really vivid. It's really you know detailed, intricate, a lot of stuff going on, and I'm really just one of the ones who are really excited to, to finally get a chance to speak to him. So really excited to be able to share this with you. The crew in Chicago is strong, so there's really just a great, you know, art and creative scene out there, especially in the beer label space. So we really met some great individuals. Phineas is another one of those. You know, we might try to do something with everybody in Chicago down at some point down in the future. So stay tuned for that. You know, coming up in a few weeks, we have Nikki from Off Color. So a lot of great stuff going on here at the 16 Ounce Canvas. We want to thank you all for being a part of it. Remember, you can check us out via the World Wide Web's 16ozcanvas.com, 16ozcanvas on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Vino, Venno, Venmo. We're there. So get in touch. And we thank you. So AJ at 16ozcanvas.com. Shoot us an email. Use the hashtag tic tac toe, pound sign, whatever it is you want to call it. 16OZ Canvas. It's starting to spread, and we thank you all for doing that. So, without further ado, let's just get right into it. Episode number 53 Cinquenta y Trace. The one, the only, Mr. Phineas X. Jones. Not to be confused with just Phineas Jones. This is Phineas X. Jones. The one and only. Right here on the 16 Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us today Mr. Phineas Jones, 
We're speaking with him today from the uh, Chicago area. We learned of Phineas and his work from Half Acre, which is one of the, the great breweries in Chicago that I've grown to love on uh, many trips to the area. So I want to thank you so much, uh, Phineas, for you know, being so flexible, especially trying to schedule this. It's been a uh, it's probably been a little, uh, little bit of a pain in the ass for you, so I do appreciate your flexibility. So thank you. Doing my best. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So like I said, um, you know, I, I came to fall in love with your work before I knew who it was, and so that was kind of a, a fun uh, project for myself. Um, getting out to Chicago, you know, more and more each year. You know, uh, Half Acre is kind of one of the the staple breweries out there, and y- your work that you do with them is really, you know, is really something special. So I just wanted to. You know, give you a, a nod there and just, you know, like I said before, oh, very excited well, to have you. Yeah, no, I think it's great. And, um, but um, really the focus today is on, is about, you know, you as an artist and for the folks at home, if you're trying to, you know, follow along with some of Phineas's work, uh, you know, Phineas uh, is spelled P-H-I-N-E-A-S and you probably get it all the time, but just like, uh, you know, if you have young, young ones, Phineas and Ferb, it's spelled that way. And then uh, Phineas's website, Octophant, so it's Octo, like the number eight, O-C-T-O, and then Elephant, P-H-A-N-T dot U-S. So we got all the administrative stuff out of the way. So how are you doing today, sir? I, mean, I won't call you sir from now on. Well, I, just, I feel like that's a little formal, but... but I'm good. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So, yeah, so, yeah, let's just, uh, you're you're at the brewery today, so that's, that's always cool, and just kind of, um, you know, we'll get to that part of your story, but, you know, can you kind of give like your, your, your background or your elevator story of, you know, of, of Phineas, the artist and how you kind of, how you got started and, you know, and we'll kind of take it from uh, there. I guess I, well, I went to art school in Colorado where I'm from, did printmaking there and then eventually moved to Chicago and got messed up with the uh, screen printing scene out here, like uh, Steve Walters and Jay Ryan and guys like that, Dan Jetsa, who I think you've already talked to. Um, and yeah, so like I was a, a minor figure in, in, in Chicago screen printing and, you know, Sold some stuff, made some stuff, got out there a little bit. Uh, not famous or anything. And then eventually, because of making the screen prints, uh, Gabriel, who was one of the founders of Half Acre, found my stuff. And we ended up working together, and it sort of snowballed from there. And we're still doing it like seven years later. So. You I just summarized your whole life in like in three minutes right there. You just summarized everything in like two seconds there. <laughs> so were you always drawn growing up as a kid? Was that something you were always into? You know, uh, comic books or, you know, how did you kind of, when did you get the, you know, that you really, you know, drawing was your, was your, was your passion? Well, I was drawing since I was like a tiny little kid, like four years old or something like that as far as I can remember um, and just didn't really have any interest in any other things than going to art school. So that's what I did and printmaking, which is even more obscure, like try to explain doing etchings and woodcuts 
do people who think you're a painter or something, which is what they think of art school generally. <laughs> and um, uh, I attempted to get out of school without a single saleable skill, but but I, I failed that because I, I did need to uh, make some money and I started doing uh, advertising at the school newspaper, like designing ads for uh, liquor stores and crappy college bars. And <laughs> along the way, ended up learning like Photoshop and Quark Express and all that stuff. And, and so I ended up having a skill, unfortunately, and then did a lot of work before I got into any kind of illustration on my own in uh, advertising, just like freelance production work and that sort of thing, of which there's a massive amount around Chicago. Yeah. I think a lot of folks have to, the whole eating thing becomes important to folks. So, you know, I think advertising and things of that nature, you know, are uh, at times, you know, a necessary evil, but it seems to be a common theme that folks go down that path for a while and realize either they really hate it and that really just reaffirms their decisions or they kind of, you know, realize they can moonlight and do other things, but eventually... You know, everyone we talk to kind of uh, leaves leaves that life behind them. You know, and so it's uh, it's definitely it's a good uh, jump off point or a good uh, reality check for for what you really what's really important for for you as an artist. So um, it does come up a bunch. I, I learned a lot of technical stuff. Yeah, I'm really glad I did it because I, I worked with a lot of people who were very good in production and Photoshop. So I learned how to get things ready for print and I make really tight files for printers and stuff, which is a skill I still use. And I also learned that I didn't want to have anything to do with the actual culture of advertising. <laughs> and so I got some useful knowledge and information and then realized that I had to do something else. Right. Yeah, I think that learning kind of the business aspect of it is important, especially if you're going to be your own kind of, uh, you know, be an entrepreneur and be on your own as an as a as an artist. While you're you're drawing, you know, your drawing skills and your you know your, the the detail work that you do is you know is exceptional. I think it's important to also be able to you know work on tight timelines and uh, you know work with folks who aren't always as uh, flexible or, or open minded either. So it does teach them very important skills I don't think that are always necessarily a focus at all art schools is what I've kind of come to learn. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, mean, I don't know what people learn in graphic design schools now. I never actually took a graphic design class myself, but I bet it's uh, not um, like just the basics of print production, you know, that's they, they get to do funky type experiments and stuff and the sort of things that you never do when you just show up at an ad agency. Right. And, and also you show up the ad agency, there's always, you know, they always have your projects already set up ahead of time. You don't have to go out and kind of, uh, win the work, so to speak. So that's, that's definitely interesting too. You know, it's kind of, wow, how folks can come, 
kind of stick with it because it's all right. It's always guaranteed repeat work, and so it's interesting. I, I, I find uh, I find folks like yourself who go out on their own. I find it you know a huge leap of faith and believing in yourself, and uh, it takes a lot of, I guess for lack of a better term, a lot of a lot of balls or guts to to do that. And so I always I always find it really interesting the the artist as an entrepreneur. So um, in terms of your you know your process or your style. How would you really? How would you describe your your style? Uh, you know the work that you're that you're creating, uh, both for kind of half acre, but just kind of you know your print making work. How would you describe your style? That yeah. is the worst like question. The worst question. I it's the no worst idea. question. Yeah, good. All right, good. Everyone says it. you're not the. You're not, I've done these about fifty times now. Everyone everyone hates that question. So I feel it's a. If everyone would say what their least favorite part of this project is, they hate that question. So I just feel like that's only fair to ask everybody the worst question. I remember uh, answering someone in an email interview. You said, how would you describe your style? And I said, I never would. There you go. (laughs) But I don't know. I'm all over the place. I pick up stuff from everywhere. I do all manner of things. I mean, if you look at the half acre labels, lots of people are surprised to find out that one person did them all. That's well, that's what I like. You know, they, yeah. If you go to octafint.us, I mean, you can see that you see some of the work that looks, you know, your, your printmaking, the etching, you know, the woodwork and then the really detailed, you know, octopus, or I guess, is it octopi when they're one octopus? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, the very detailed work that you do, it's really, you know, if you're, I think if you're looking at the website, you need to have a big screen because it's very detailed and it's all over the place. And I, and I love, I, I think it, it shows a, a love of different styles or just kind of, you're, you're kind of always challenging yourself. And it's also very apparent you love cats. So that's definitely obvious also. You have a very strong affiliation for cats. Yeah. And everybody wants to see different stuff. Like, you know, like when someone's trying to describe like the character of this beer we're doing, they have all these things in mind that they want the label to try to convey. And if you did not did everything one way, it would be really limiting. Like you know, not everything can be an octopus, unfortunately. Right, it'd be a little boring. <laughs> right, especially over. The course of a hundred or so different labels, or however many I've done now. Holy shit! Really? Oh wow! Okay, that's great. You yeah, know, I've been doing labels since 2009, and it's my full-time job. It has been for six years now. So, do you ever stop? And, do you ever stop and think? Stuff. You ever stop and think like, holy shit! This is like this is my job making beer labels. Like that's pretty awesome. You probably didn't think about that when you were uh, at art school. They probably weren't, it wasn't really that yeah, popular no, I, back then either, though. I mean, I think it's really. I been, didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know it was a job a person could have until I had it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay. Well, I would. Yeah, given your time frame doing it, though, I think that you're probably one of the early, you know, earlier folks, I don't know, pioneers in that space. I, I think you're right. I don't find a lot of folks that it's their full time job. You know, we have a, a mix of folks who are you know, art directors and, and do it more and more now, but it's not. People who are doing it, they, they can't the, say they've been doing it for six years full time. There aren't a lot of people who work 
full time for a brewery as a designer. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I know, like I know, like a couple, but that's it. Yeah, I know. most most people, it's just part of their business or something they just do on the side. But there aren't a lot of people that that's their full time job. Now, when you started doing that, was it was it hard for you, um, given the smaller size of the labels, to to work within that you know confined uh, of work, given your background? Oh, just the scale of a label? You yeah, mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, not really, because uh, I'm always working larger than print size for sure. Right. So I, I'm usually thinking of these things as like, you know, posters and then they just have to get unfortunately shrunk down to be five inches tall later. Yeah. Cause I, your cans are, are the, are the ones that are really fun to, uh, like in the, in the, to hold and really kind of see all the little intricate pieces that are into it that may not always, you know, see from afar that you, you definitely, your cans are a lot more intimate when, with that experience, which I really like. Yeah. I usually put in uh, way more than is actually going to generally be seen at that print size, which is, I don't know, maybe a waste of time, but every so often these things get blown up into banners and so forth. And then it pays off. Yeah. Well, it seems, it seems to be working pretty well. So, what is your what medium are you using to create these? Are you? I mean, I see. Like I said, if you go to Phineas's uh, Instagram, which is Phineas, which I, I I always like when the artist is able to snag their their name and not have it be some you know weird variation with you know letters and numbers and people forget it. So it's just Phine- straight Phineas on Instagram. But you can see a lot of the you know some of your you know pencil sketches, you know black and white. There's a kind of again with all your different styles. What's the what's the process for the labels? Are you hand drawing them all and scanning them in or you're doing a mix of that and digital? Um, it depends. Most of them have some amount of hand drawing in them, even if it's just the, the rough of it. And then it comes to digital. It, it's been getting more digital lately than Pencil, um, I've started working on uh, iPad more and more oh. with Apple Pencil, which I'm really getting into. And so that's kind of supporting doing pencil sketches for me. Okay. Is uh, uh, but Go ahead. Yeah, it all ends up in, in Photoshop eventually. It, uh a couple times I've done things that are mostly analog, like watercolors, but those are definitely exceptions. Okay. Now, what is the uh, the life cycle like? What's the process from? You know, do you have do you have meetings internally, and a new beer is coming out in how many weeks, and kind of how how does it go? Do you just kind of run with it, or is there? Is there a team that you work with that you bounce your ideas off of? What's the what's that like? Um, most of the design has come out between me and uh, Gabriel, who's the president of the company. 
has kind of uh, turned into my de facto creative director. Because the uh, the final say what ends up on a can, but uh, yeah, it's mostly just back and forth between me and him. Now, how did you 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 know you said that you have been doing you know screen printing, and that's kind of how you came to to team up with with Gabriel. What was do you remember what what drew him to your work, or what posters that he was you know kind of was the ones that kind of got you guys started talking? How did how did you kind of come to work with Half Acre? Honestly, I think of friend of mine had like one of my oxygen posters up in his office and Gabriel happened to be in his office for some reason. He used to run a local news website and maybe they were, I don't know, doing a feature or something and happened to see the poster and asked about me and ended up emailing me. So yeah, you, you probably owe your friend a few, uh, like, yeah, it's just, few beers for that one. It's not a very magical story. It's just like, uh, it's got an email. Everybody wants me to draw a giant kitty cat and put it on a beer. I guess I'll do that. And then they, you know, just kept asking me to do stuff. Yeah, right. Now, what was the first label that you did? That was uh, the 2009 edition of Big Hugs, which is the first year they made Big Hugs. So they... Imperial Stout that they do every year around Christmas. The character is a giant kitty who goes around inadvertently destroying everything. Yeah, and that one, I believe, is that the one this year that has the label that comes off? Like, it has the, like... Yeah, the past few years, we've done, like, peel-off labels, so there's a label underneath. So I get to do twice as many labels for Big Hugs now. Yeah, I was. And yes. we also we also do variants. Oh, okay. So it turns into like getting to do eight labels. <laughs> the cat, the cat gets put to work, right? Yeah, yeah. Because that was the first time that I've I've seen that. Uh, someone you know sent me that label. I believe it was my, actually my brother-in-law. He brought it from out of state, and I thought I just thought it was amazing the fact that you guys would go to that level. I mean, I know how expensive it is for you know labels and you know, deciding how many ink choices to use. And so to have that peel off to me, I, I've drank a lot of beer, Phineas, and I've never seen that before. So I think it's, it's to say that is it's unique is an understatement. I think it's really great. Uh, well, <laughs> thanks. Uh, now I'm kind of stuck with it. So <laughs> everybody enjoys it so much. So you, we have to do it every year now. Well, yeah, get twice as much work, twice as much work. supposed to be, a, a, a one-off at first, just the, the, the PLF label, the double-layer one. Everybody looks forward to it now and expects it. Yeah, I, I'm going to I'm gonna start, yeah. that's Yeah, I, I'm expecting it now. So I look forward to, you know, 2018 <laughs> version now. So add me, to, add me to the list of expectation. Which, who knows, I may have to start working on any time now to get it all done in time. Yeah, what's the timing like, right? So how... Do you have a, a spreadsheet of, of the beers that are coming out and you're trying to come up with stuff? Or, you know, is, how does that work? Uh, well, I don't. I'm not terribly organized and I'm very bad at keeping track of things like spreadsheets. So thankfully there's someone here who will tell me when I ask what the next thing coming up is or what I'm forgetting. And I'm... Uh, She's very helpful to me. Yeah, because that would that would be hard if you did, if you didn't have someone like that to help you. I think you'd be kind of be. But we turn out a lot of beer, so it's hard to keep track of. 
Yeah. Now, are you are you somebody who works well with knowing you have weeks, or do you do better when you only have a couple of days? Like, what 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 is your what is your preference? I like to have at least a couple of weeks. Uh, I've certainly done things in a day or less. We've had turnarounds like that for sure. Um, that's not not the rule, and uh, we we try not to do that, but it comes up. Usually it's a, it's it's a week or two to work on it. Um, Hugs, since we know it's coming out at about the same time every year, and we know it's going to be a big push, has gotten started earlier and earlier. Cause we can see that one coming, but not necessarily with everything. Yeah, it's it's definitely yeah. As the beers become more popular, people you have to do bigger and bigger things. You know, do events and stuff like that. So you probably have to come out with a lot more creative than when you first you know first worked on it you know years ago right one of the things yeah one of the things i really like is um and and it shows coming you're talking about the your art being much larger is the 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 huge truck or the the van um with you know the the half acre beer truck i think that's just an awesome image that you you know have done for them um there's probably there's probably a ton of them now but i know that when you I think it's on your website, the, the Akari Shogun truck. It's so, it, I think it's so cool. So that must've been a really cool experience to see that. Yeah. Unfortunately, that one is a Vallejo truck now and it looks good as a Vallejo, but I really liked it as Akari Shogun. Yeah. No offense to the, that, you know, no offense, but yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's the bar set pretty high with that, with that truck. Yeah. I like the, that one drove through my neighborhood all the time. So I was always happy to see that go by. Now, what was the pro- what was the process for what's the process for you know designing a truck? I mean, are you are you do- designing? Are you working right on the truck itself, or is that a wrap? You know, is that just it's a wrap? Yeah, it's just a. I just built a an Illustrator file, at like quarter size because it's like five hundred inches long or something, and sent it to, sent it to the company that prints truck wraps and you know we got back these this, this big proof in pieces of it printed at actual size which was pretty crazy yeah that is crazy uh, that would make an awesome that would make an awesome mural yeah it was just an adaptation of the akari shogun character from the can i just had to figure out a way to stretch him out very horizontally to fill up the weird letterbox shape of a truck, which is always an interesting challenge. Yeah, I yeah, that's definitely something that you know it's probably a first. It's the first time for everything. That's definitely not something that uh, they teach you in school. Oh yeah, we're gonna have truck wrapping class today, and here's how you uh, do this. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, let's see. So, what are your uh, what are your favorite half acre beers? I mean, I, I, it has to have some nice perks working at the brewery. Also, what are, you, what are your what are your favorites? Um, my favorites, design wise, or for yeah, drinking wise. We'll go both design and consumption. I mean, hopefully, yeah. Um, you know, we're beer agnostic. It just so happens that you know we do like half acres beer. So, um, but yeah, both. Yeah, give us both. Uh, my favorite of the things that we do year round is probably uh tuna which is our extra pale kind of the uh 
low ABV cruiser on our lineup. Like that, uh, Vallejo and uh, um, Gone Away. If you if you're in an IPA mood, yeah, I always uh, I always find myself depending on time of year. Right. Yeah, I always they those two alternate between winter and summer. Okay. Yeah, I always if I if I'm in Chicago, I, I have to be a little more. Um... Exploratory. I, I always default to a daisy cutter just because it's like I can't get that here on the East Coast, and then I realize that you know I've had a few of those and I don't explore the other ones. But uh, I gotta, I'll, I gotta fix that next time. We ran, we randomly get them in New York City. We get they they come to New York City a little more often, which is good. The double daisy and a few of the other ones I've seen more often. Let's see. Now you also have done work with with Three Floyds. Also, um, is that more on the the collab type beers, or what is the what is the story with that? I've done a couple, uh, a couple of projects with them. Probably most notably the uh, Alpha King redesign, which was a sort of a big deal because that was like one of their flagship beers, and it's been the same like since they opened. And so that was a, a big switch for them. But uh, everyone seems to be into it. Like last year, a beer came out called Laser Snake. And I did the design on that and a couple of other uh, smaller projects that I don't think are even out anywhere. Anyone can find them. Is that a challenge? Is that a challenge? What, what, are, the, what are these other projects? We'll find them. Wait, sorry, what? I was joking. Um, it was a bad joke. Sometimes sometimes it's good that you can't hear me so clearly on, on, on this. Some of my jokes are pretty terrible. Sorry, one more time. Oh, it was just a, it was a terrible joke. So now you're going to make me repeat it for the third time. It was a terrible joke all three times. I was just saying... You're saying you did some stuff that you know we wouldn't be able to find, and I said, "Is that a challenge?" And so, it was not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like like things that were like one-off bombers. Okay. That that you wouldn't like that wouldn't be in a store. They're not ongoing uh, production items. Right. Now with Bing, they've been and gone. Oh yeah, those are usually the most popular too. The one-offs they go really yeah people love those. Then they keep asking when they're coming back. Now, with you being so busy with you know Half Acre, what are the what kind of projects you're working on outside of the brewery? Oh, I mess around with my own little projects here and there. I unfortunately, because I you know have a full time job and everything, I have kind of dropped out of getting to do any screen printing or anything like that because just would take up whatever free time I still possess to do that. Um, but uh, I have been working on some things that I might try to turn into at least uh, like what do I like inkjet prints, Giclees or something like that to at least try to try to get back in the game a little bit. You know, digital stuff, not uh, screen printing, not, not screen prints or anything. But um, screen printing, is, screen printing is crazy. Is crazy though. So I mean, I think that's like that's one of the craziest art forms I've kind of come to learn from this project is how how much time it takes for screen printing. So I have a huge. It's like my newest. Uh, yeah, that's a, all this all the screen printing processes take forever. Screen printing or all the 
printmaking processes take forever. Screen printing is probably the quickest of all of them. And it takes days of work. And that's just for the, you know, production and actual printing part. That doesn't even include the design. Well, we look, we look forward to, uh, we look forward to checking them out. So we'll definitely, uh, like I said, folks, if you head over to Instagram, it's Phineas. And then you head over to his, uh, his website, octofint.us. That's a hybrid of a octopus and an elephant. So if you see one of those in the wild, you know, let us know. Um, It'll make sense when you see the website. Oh yeah, completely. Yeah. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's definitely your, when you're like a Frankenstein. So it's good. Yeah. I, I love it. It was a beautiful yeah, photo right there on the on the front page. And you can go to the store, find out more information. You know, Phineas is on uh on all the social sites. He, all the cool kids are playing. Uh Twitter, Facebook. And we'll plug all that stuff on the website. Um now I have a question because the brewery's kinda loud. We talked about it being, you know, and thankfully I th- I think we were expecting more forklifts and noises in the background while we were talking today, but we didn't get that. When you're creating do you listen to certain music or do you, you know, or is just kind of the noise of the brewery work for you? What's your, what's the kind of the ideal setup for you? Wait, what music do I listen to? Yeah. Like, I mean, some people, have, work, uh, yeah, some people like to like work in silence. Others just need like background noise. Um, I used to be, you know, when you, you said it makes sense. You go to the website and you see the elephant and octopus hybrid. When you see my face, you'll understand. Like I used to do radio. And so I like to ask people, you know, about the different bands or music they listen to while they're creating to kind of right. uh, kind of catch a vibe. Sure. Uh, well, I have an open office here, so headphones are pretty much necessary. Anyway, uh, if I'm not listening to a podcast, uh, I don't know. It really depends. I've been into uh, movie soundtracks a lot lately. The... Uh, the, not the the Kendrick Lamar album, but the movie soundtrack of Black Panther is really great. Yeah, that was a great. You see, that's a great movie. Be, that's yeah. awesome working music. Yeah, it's got a good energy and like the yeah, I could see that. Um, with the Dunkirk soundtrack, I've been listening to a lot. All right. Uh, the uh, Nine Inch Nails. Well, or not, not really Nine Inch Nails, but Trent Reznor soundtrack that he did for uh, the Vietnam War series is also amazingly good for working, too. Oh, wow. And if it's not that, um, I'm probably listening to the Mountain Goats. The Mountain Goats? Yeah. All right. No. I. If, is... if you want to guess what I'm listening to, it's like you, that, that's the high percentage guess. Is All that right. it's the mountain goats. No, this is my this is the most self serving part of the of the interview because I just write them all down, and then I go and listen to them. And I've like you know my my Spotify recommendations have since I started doing this have gotten really wacky because it's all over the place and I, I love it. So it's good. Yeah, I was just listening to uh, a couple other good soundtracks. It was uh, uh, Johan Johansson? Yeah, that was so, uh, one of the artists recently. So they love his work, and I kind of just went down a few days of uh listening to his stuff and it was really just kind of uh it was awesome so it's been really fun cool excellent all right well um 
I really appreciate it, you know, making the time. Uh, you know, I hope that when I'm in, you know, next time I'm in Chicago, you know, I'll I'll make sure I bother you. Maybe we can connect. You know, uh, there's a there's a great group of you know Chicago you know artists who are doing label work, and so I feel like we should like you know get everybody together and have a few points. Sure, we should do that. Yeah, I would like it. I yeah. know some of those guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's kind of. Uh, yeah. That's you come. You come highly recommended, Phineas. You're a very humble man, but you come highly recommended. <laughs> you got me some street cred. You got me street cred with, with, with the Chicago scene when I said I had was having you come on the show. So keep it up. Uh, but uh, always good to know. Yeah. See, I think you don't realize it. Yeah, you're a you're kind of an all star out there. So people were people were excited that I was uh, having you. But we've had. I think I've had like six or seven Chicago artists already. And so it's uh, really exciting. And we're going to interview uh, Nikki over at Off Color. It's coming up. And so, yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Oh, well, cool. Yeah, when you get in town, let's do it. All right. Well, I thank you, Mr. Jones. It was a pleasure. And um, I look forward to connecting in 3D when I'm back out there. Yeah, uh, good talking to you. All right. So, uh, looking forward to the show. All right. Thanks so much, Phineas. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. And there we have it. Episode 53 is in the books. Mr. Phineas Jones was our guest this week. Remember to get him out via his website, octafont.us. And then throughout the interview, we definitely were pimping out the uh, Phineas, his personal account on Instagram. So we do apologize for that. You can check out his work stuff at PXJ, so that stands for Phineas X Jones underscore H-A-B-C Half Acre Beer Company. So that's PXJ underscore H-A-B-C. So Phineas was nice to uh, kind of not interrupt us during the interview to tell us that we were wrong. He just sent us a quick email after the fact to say, hey, by the way, that's usually really helpful. It was really nice. And so earlier on we were recording, we tried to do a bunch of recordings uh, doing the intro piece of the episode and my cats Coco and Zelda they were just kind of the whole time so you can hear them early on I, I left a piece in there I thought that was a I thought that Phineas would dig that but he's a big cat person and you see a lot of the work that he does for Half Acre some of these badass cats especially you know big hugs and you know various other pieces and so we kept it in there we were thought about editing it out but I just felt given given his affinity for the, the felines, that was a, a nice fit there. So once again, that's PXJ underscore H-A-B-C on the Instagram, Mr. Phineas X Jones. Or if you're a, a cat lover like himself, you can check a lot of his cat photos at you know, Phineas, like Phineas and Ferb. There's 104 days of summer vacation. School comes along. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then it's a really weird reference. So... But um, we're back. So anyway, this was episode number 53. We're really excited. We are coming up on our one-year anniversary. As we release this episode, we are currently lounging at the beach in Cancun, Mexico. So the nor'eastern has come and hit the northeast where our studios are. And we were able to get out just in time. And we are lounging by the beach so maybe we'll have some you know share some pictures with you my SPSF SPF excuse me 100 it's definitely in full force 
and it's a lot of fun. So we are having a good time. The one-year anniversary is coming up. We'll have some great news about the you know the art show this summer, the Art of Craft Beer, and really excited to share that with you. Some of the artists that we've already confirmed are... Oh, wait, that's... I'm not going to tell you. Nope, I'm not going to do that. But it's really a great cast of characters, and we're going to continue to expand upon that, get everything, you know, all the ducks in a row, and we'll share that information with you in coming weeks, but that will be this summer. We're looking at July 14th will be the launch party through July 29th in New Haven, Connecticut. So that's all we can tell you for now, but it will be a lot of fun. We thank everybody for their continued support. Like I was saying earlier on, we really have noticed, you know, a lot more folks being engaging, you know, using the hashtag 160ZCanvas. You know, we're getting a lot of messages and really just really want to thank you all. You know, I, I do make a point to write back to everybody. I really appreciate everyone, you know, even even just the comments or the recommendations. We've got so many great artists that we're, you know, checking out and looking at their stuff now and really trying to track them down and get them, you know, be a part of the project. And I think it's really great what we're doing here. And I'm really glad to have you be a part of the community. And really great, you know, to be able to have this, you know, niche in the in the beer scene. I think that it's a... Uh, it's something unique, and it's definitely something we're really proud of, and so we're going to keep it going, and uh, you're a big part of that. So if anyone out there is a videographer, we would love to hear from you. We have some ideas, and we're definitely looking to collaborate with some individuals, so shoot me another email, aj at 160zcanvas.com. We'd love to hear from you. But regardless, shoot us an email. Let us know some of your favorites. Give some feedback. Let us know what you think of it. And if you have a second, head on over to iTunes, you give us a review, or just they have these, you know, you can click on a bunch of stars. You know, five stars is really cool. And it really helps to uh, you know, increase the the podcast's popularity by getting it out via the I guess the Apple algorithm to to the other people. And, you know, we we love to make new friends each week. So it's been a really, really good week. And we will be back from a little mini vacation and be happy to be celebrating the the one year anniversary with you guys you know pretty soon so stay tuned until next week this has been the 16 ounce canvas the art of craft beer podcast episode number 53 cinquenta e trace with the one and only mr phineas x jones came out at octafont.us pxj underscore habc on the instagram phineas on twitter then if you want to see his cat photos, Phineas on Instagram. My name is AJ. Your name is, right? And we'll be back next week. So, salute. Cheers. Adios. Until next time.